Hi, how are you feeling? Wherever you are in life, whatever challenges you're currently facing, Mind Nation is here to help. I'm Kat Trevino, Chief Marketing Officer of Mind Nation, and I will be your host for today's Transcom, Tea Life, and Mind Nation podcast. Mind Nation is a mental health care and well being company that supports like minded organizations through mental health care and well being services, from talks, trainings, to teletherapy and podcasting these. The mind is so powerful and we're here to unlock that potential and help you with your healing. Mind Nation envisions a world where mental health is accepted, valued, and supported. Better mind, better you. Enjoy the show. Hello again. Thank you so much for taking time today to listen to another way we can take care of our mental health during this time. We're going to be talking about your well-being capital. To set our intentions on course today, we're going to be talking about what well-being really means, why it matters, and why we need to invest in our well-being capital and the difference this investment can make in our lives and in the workplace. When we talk about well-being, we think about a free and productive mind, body, and spirit the absence of illness, the ability to be who we want to be, our success and our ability to achieve it. But if I asked you, why are you feeling what you're feeling right now? Are you feeling okay? It's key to tap in to these emotions and understand why we feel this way. Are we truly prioritizing our well-being to our fullest capacity? Well-being enables people to successfully overcome difficulties and achieve what they want out of life. Past experiences, attitudes, and outlook can all impact well-being as can physical or emotional trauma following certain incidents. We'll go to the five dimensions of well-being in detail later. Today, a company's success is not only defined by profits and revenues, but also by the organization's ability to attract, motivate, and retain talent. Although physical wellness is important, it's only one of the well-being dimensions that should be considered when addressing holistic well-being. Each dimension plays an important role in improving our employees' well-being, and it's essential for the business managers looking to improve employee well-being to consider each and every dimension. Well-being is linked to higher levels of productivity and collaboration. Jim Clifton, the CEO of Gallup International, shares that the most important dial on any leader's dashboard for the next 20 years will be well-being. And he said this even before the pandemic. Today, it's all the more important that we deeply understand ourselves and what else we can improve on so that we're not only surviving, but thriving. Quality, state, well-being, wellness, mental health, emotional well-being. There's so many terms to think about and it can be overwhelming. Let's make it clear for you. Well-being is the state of being happy, healthy, and successful with all dimensions. The term wellness generally applies to the physical body, and wellness programs tend to be focusing on disease prevention, management, health assessments, and all other efforts that are talking about physical. They tend to be siloed or one-off initiatives like a spa day or a no-smoking rule. 
Although it's described as an active pursuit of being physically and mentally healthy, the approach of organizations when we're talking about well-being is less integrated and there's a lack of clear-cut program or understanding of the individual's needs and it's more of a cookie-cutter approach. Well-being expands the view of wellness to cover more than just the physical body. It encompasses an employee's mental and emotional state as well as their productivity and ability to perform at the peak of their capabilities. Our financial health, the strength of our social networks, used to be something that organizations wouldn't dare touch because it's quote-unquote too personal. But it's part of our well-being. Ultimately, well-being is a state of being happy, healthy, and successful, whatever your definition of success may be. Now, earlier I told you today that the talk title will be Your Well-Being Capital. Capital sounds like an investment. It sounds like a boring commitment. But similar to how we invest in our savings, we fill each and every dimension of our well-being to the brim so that we are able to take from it. We avoid running on empty. In turn, this investment enables us to live our lives in good health, happiness, fulfillment, and purpose. We're able to see life positively and feel engaged our investment towards our team's well-being capital. From a workplace standpoint, is the emotional connection employees have with their work, their teams, their employer, and the higher purpose they gain from doing what they do. So have you invested enough? Our overall sense of well-being will not be achieved without the balance of five key dimensions, physical, emotional, mental, social, and cultural. Think of these as independent bank accounts, each needing capital to function. Let's talk about each in detail. Physical well-being capital is the most fundamental, ensuring that you have a safe space to live, enough to eat, adequate clothes, and access to transportation. Other aspects of physical capital include having good physical health, insurance, money, and other financial assets that make you feel secure. So let's run through a quick checklist that shows some of the aspects of physical well-being that we should reflect on. Am I constantly moving? Am I eating mindfully and is it what my body needs? Do I get enough sleep? Do I spend time with nature? Do I have hobbies and dedicate time for them? Do I feel physically secure at home and at work? Am I hydrated? Do I have enough savings, especially for a rainy day? Let's take a moment to see if we've checked all these boxes. Am I investing enough? Let's go to the next dimension, our emotional well-being. This is more or less who you are and what you feel. This includes your values, your skills, your knowledge, experience, education, interpersonal skills, and problem-solving abilities. It also includes certain personality traits like our optimism, perseverance, self-awareness, and confidence. Like objects, our emotions, thoughts, and behaviors also move with momentum. 
This movement can play a role in people's lives in both positive and negative directions. We have this thing called an Emotional Guidance Scale by Abraham Hicks that identifies the varied levels of emotions, and we use this to identify commonly felt emotions and how we can proactively reach for better feeling thoughts and better feeling emotions. When we're caught in negativity, it can spiral quickly and lead to feeling stuck and overwhelmed, increasingly stressed, and sometimes even hopeless. The more we get caught in negative emotions, the more these thoughts can prompt negative feelings and in turn, affect behaviors in negative ways. When you are caught in negativity, think about how easy it is to engage in unhelpful situations like yelling at others and unhealthy behaviors and how difficult it is to do things that, you know, might be beneficial. On the other hand, the more that we experience positive emotions, the more that positivity can gain momentum, leading to more positive emotions, thoughts, and actions that further increase that positivity. The closer we are to joy, the more easily we attract what we want. So again, let's do another set of prompts on emotional well-being capital. Am I setting healthy boundaries for myself? between the people I love and at work? Do I talk to myself? Do I introspect and motivate myself enough? Is it easy for me to connect with others, with myself and with my emotions? Do I take adequate time to get off social media? Do I check in with my emotions and acknowledge them? Am I empathic? What do I value and what makes me happy? Do I constantly look for inspiration or am I inspired enough? A very closely related and often missed dimension is our mental well-being capital. When we talk about creating authentic happiness and tuning into our feelings, this is no way about negating, dismissing, or ignoring the painful or difficult situations that occur. Life is filled with difficulties, and it's important to honor and be present with all our feelings as they arise. However, it can be helpful to remember that we always have a choice about where to put our attention on. This is where our mental well-being comes in. Mental well-being is all about what's in our mind, where we focus our energy. It's about focus, control, and our likelihood of making mistakes. Mental comes from the Latin word mentalis, which means mind, and it's all about our ability to think and process our problems and situations. They're mostly linked to disorders and disabilities and less related to our social competencies and ability to connect with others. Emotional comes from the Latin word emovere, which means to agitate or stir up. This is more about how we express those feelings and is focused on more effective states, how we react to certain problems and stresses, and it's more concerned with the less pathological issues like stress and linked to more positive psychology, talk therapy, and mindsetting. And lastly, it's often related to our social skills. So when we talk about our mental well-being, let's check in again and ask ourselves the following questions. Do I meditate? Do I take a few minutes of my day for calmness and to be completely in the moment? Do I journal? Do I track my thoughts and process my response as well? 
Am I grateful for my blessings and my failures and the things that I'm still waiting for? Do I spend my time productively? Do I get work done when they need to be? When was the last time I channeled my inner child and unleashed my creativity? Am I open to seeking help from family, friends, colleagues, coaches, doctors, or psychologists? Am I constantly learning and improving? Do I set goals and intentions for the day and for myself in general? Again, let's just take the time to breathe that all in and tap into our little mental bank accounts. Do I have capital in it? Connection has direct and very great effects to our overall well-being. That connection and relationship is in our social well-being capital, increasing confidence, increasing a sense of belonging, and the ability to bring about change in our own lives are things that help protect our mental health. Now, don't get me wrong, if you're an introvert like me, which is probably hard to believe, you might be thinking, if this is about how many friends that I have, then surely I can't possibly grow this capital any further. I can only talk to so much people and small talk is my enemy. But whether you're the social butterfly, life of the party, or a beautiful blossoming wallflower, social well-being capital is about quality and trust. Let's do another set of prompts. Do I feel like I belong? At home? At work? In my team? With my friends? In my community? In my country? Do I have a healthy network for the varied areas and aspects of who I am? How do I feel about diversity? How diverse is my network? How do I see life and other people? Do I respect norms or go against the grain? Am I engaged enough? And by engaged, it's not just about attending. I'm also being proactive and engrossed in the objectives of the activities I'm involved in. Do I reciprocate feelings, affection, and love well? How's my relationship with my family, with my friends? Do I spend time with them? Am I a trusting and trustworthy person? Does it feel a little heavy? It's hard to think about these questions given the situation we're in now. We're all in a social well-being struggle. And as much as I advocate self-reliance and independence, we truly need our people. And we need to understand how we express our love and trust and that connection with others. Because if we're not doing that well, if we don't trust ourselves, we will definitely need help. Our last dimension is all about our cultural well-being capital. This is all about the support you get from your community your happiness with it, your workplace culture, and your country. Good assets that are part of the cultural capital include volunteering work, recycling, having a sense of meaning in life, and it also means that what you're doing at work is aligned for your reason for being. How do you make the most out of your life? So for our last set of prompts, we dig a little deeper, and it's okay for you to close your eyes for this. It's not as easy as a yes or no. How aligned am I with the needs of the lost, the last, or the least? The community or the world? 
Is there something that the world needs that I actively stand for? What is my purpose in life? Do I spend enough time and resource to build it or find that purpose? Do I have an ikigai? Ikigai is a Japanese term for the reason to jump out of bed each morning. And it's usually in alignment of what the world needs, what you need, and your purpose. Do I have a personal mission, vision in life? Do I know where I'm going and how my work, this company that I'm in, my role in this company supports where I want to be? Am I spending time on my passions? Do I take enough time to explore? Not only physically through travel, but also through new experiences, food, music, art. And in that sense, do I continue to appreciate, elevate, and feed my taste in music, art, and all other aspects that make life worth living? Am I an active volunteer for the community? To build your overall well-being, you have to make sure that all of these types are functioning to an extent. Think of it like this. Imagine you're a car, your engine works great, and maybe your transmission works pretty well too. But your brakes don't work. And just because your brakes don't work, it doesn't really matter how shiny your details are, how well your engine works, you're still going to have trouble going about life. The same is true for your well-being. If everything else in your life is going great, but you feel lonely or you're eating unhealthily, other areas of your life will be affected and it won't feel as healthy or as successful as you want to. So let's take another deep breath. In my nation, we have a special quiz, which I hope you guys can take the time after this session to try out. It's the well-being quiz that's available on Facebook Messenger through our chat or on the Mind Nation website. It's a quick two-minute quiz that will tell you the state of well-being. If you're thriving, healthy, decent, fading, or burnt out. And from there, we'll guide you on what each state means and the next steps that you should take to improve that state. Now, no matter what state you're in, no matter what results you get, remember that it's not final, it's not permanent. It's just a temperature check to see how you're doing. And if you're not feeling great, we will definitely help you and connect you to the right people, whether that's a My Nation psychologist or our well-being coaches. We'll be able to take care of you and guide you each step of the way so that you can become the best possible version of yourself. My dear friends in Transcom, when you're well-rested, healthy, when you're at your fullest, you're able to do amazing and great things. Remember to always check into your well-being capital and understand that taking care of yourself is key so that you can inspire more, create more, and do more for others and the world we live in. Invest in your well-being because you are capable of doing amazing things. 
My Nation is available 24-7 on Facebook Messenger. We're also available for booking a psychologist or a well-being coach. Just chat us up on Messenger or email us at book at themindnation.com. You may also check out our podcast at Mind Nation, the podcast as well, for more cool episodes on mental health. This has been Kat Trivino. Thanks again, Transcom family, for having me on this episode. Till the next. Bye.